Hi, you're listening to the Learn, Grow, Repeat podcast with Jay Marie and Lady Tish, where we intentionally journey to become the best versions of ourselves. We're so glad you're listening and hope that you are inspired, informed, and even entertained. Let's get into it, sis. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, girl. (laughs) Episode two. Episode two. Let's get it. Let's get it. What's up? You know, we got to thank the listeners. We got to thank the viewers for coming back for episode yes. two. Like, this is huge for us. Yes. You know, so um, I feel like we are stepping out on faith in doing this. Child. Stepping I'm telling out you, this is, this is big for me. This mm-hmm. is big for me because I am as safe as it gets. So this is definitely a stretch. Mm-hmm. A stretch for me. Um, taking it one episode at a time. <laughs> one episode at a time. <laughs> one episode at That's a time. That's all you can do. That's all yeah. you really can do. And as as I feel like we're going to be learning and growing throughout the podcast itself. So it's going to give us an opportunity and give the show an opportunity to grow and mature. So Absolutely. I, Absolutely. I am, I'm truly excited about it. I think it's time we introduce our little thing, sis. What you think? Yes, I'm excited about this. And it's actually a way for our listeners to really engage and to us to, you know, for, to allow us to like grow our community online. So we want to introduce this new segment called Yes, Sis. Yes. And basically, <laughs> basically what that means is, you know, whenever you come across something, you know, we always on our phones. But whenever you come across a post that really struck, you know, strike a chord and really pulls on your heartstrings, or that's just 100% fact, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My immediate reaction is, yes, sis, you know, and we want to share. So we want to introduce that to the podcast. And we encourage the listeners, whenever you come along or come across something that encouraged you, tag us. Tag the show at Learn, Grow, On, Repeat. So that we can not only feature it on the podcast, but share it to our social media page as well. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that too. So I really hope that, you know, you guys get involved in this because this this isn't just a show where we're going to be talking and we want your participation every yes. way, shape or form, whether it's through social media, it's through email, who knows, you may even be a guest on a show, you know, so we want you know, our audience to really participate in this because we're learning and growing together. Like, and that's what I was going to add. Like, we in this, we in this together. It truly <laughs> takes a village. You know, it, it truly, truly takes a village. Nobody it has does. it all together. And, you know, if we can encourage each other throughout the week, let's do that. Absolutely. Because you know? we need that. We need I don't that. Know about you. I know I, I need that. <laughs> I need that. Give me, give me some of that encouragement. Pour it on me. Pour it like the oil. Pour Absolutely. it like the blood. Absolutely. Well, this is a great segue into today's topic. Not only, you know, um, speaking of posts, um, I was actually scrolling on my timeline and one of your posts came up and, you know, I read it and I was like, yes, sis, like seriously. And not only you posted it, but I saw so many other women share it, you know, on their page. And I'm like, you know what, we got to talk about this. So many of you may have saw it. I'm going to just read the post. And it says something to the effect that, you know, my therapist said, um, said this. And basically the statement was, 
Black women don't recognize that they are struggling with depression and anxiety. Instead, they think that they are failing. Mm-hmm. And I must have saw that at least five or six times on my timeline posted and shared by different women. And I was like, oh, we need to talk about this. Yeah. We need to talk about it because it hit, it hit, you know, it really, it really struck a chord. And I'm like, I'm not the only one. You're I'm not. not the only one. And I know in different companies that I have conversation with, with other women, um, we all have, we carry a load on a daily, mm-hmm. you know, so we all have a, lots of responsibilities and sometimes we find it challenging to say no and we just keep piling it on, piling it on and then wonder why we're breaking and why, wondering why we're crying at night and wondering why we're not resting and wondering why your mind is wandering to four o'clock in the morning and you finally fall asleep yeah, and it's sleep. time to get up, to go back to work, to do it all over again. And that's all because of that whole I am superwoman. I can do it all. Syndrome, syndrome. we have. Yeah. It's, it's truly a syndrome. Mm-hmm. And I think we all, we all go through that in Absolutely. some way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a battle. And it's, it's a struggle because on one hand, you know, oh, I got it. I got it. I've always been the type, you know, I'll, I'll just do it myself. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm the do-it-myselfer. It's kind of like an unspoken thing. You know, we, we walk around with this S on our chest. You know what I mean? And it's like, regardless of, you know, the day, regardless of what we're going through, we have to maintain this persona that, oh, I'm superwoman and I got it. And it's like, where, like, where does that concept even come from? And, and why is that something that we inflict on ourselves I think I think I know for me a biggest part is I don't like to ask for help Mm -hmm. I don't like to ask for help and I because I don't like to be disappointed and um I'd rather not set myself up you know for that for that Mm -hmm. chance of being disappointed because I don't have the support or the help that I I need so I'm like you know I'll just do it myself I'll figure it out I got this you know, because I, I just don't like to beg, borrow, or plead for anything. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I get that whole trying to be superwoman. And honestly, I don't really, I don't really think we want to be superwomen. I just think it's just natural for us to just tackle so much at one time. And I, I mean, I struggle with the, I struggle with natural um, only because I feel like, you know, a lot of black women do suffer from depression and anxiety and, you know, it manifests itself in, in different ways, like with, you know, hair loss or, you know, migraines and, and, and just different things like that, you know? So I I struggle with, with, with it being natural, you know, I just think that unconsciously we take on this, this, this superwoman title. Like I said, you know, we put that S on our chest because either it's expected or we, that's all we've seen, you know, and personally, you know, from, from our family perspective, you know, majority of, of the households in our family were female ran, you know, growing up in a family where women were 
managing homes and, and taking care of the bills and, you know, doing the handiwork and all of that. It was kind of like a conditioning almost, you know? So it really wasn't something that I know for me, it wasn't something that I had to consciously decide or, you know, I just had to do it. I have to do it, you know? And it's like, but is that natural? So I struggle with that. I don't know. Join the conversation by emailing your questions to learngrowonrepeat at gmail.com. Be a part of our online tribe by following the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at learngrowonrepeat. Now let's get into the episode. I, I don't I don't necessarily know if it's natural. So for me, coming growing up, I seen my mom do a lot, but I also see my dad carry a lot of that load with her. Mm-hmm. So coming into my adult life as a single mother, um, I struggled. And that was because of what I grew up around. I always figured like I should have a man. Mm-hmm that is going to help and support me in the way my father helps and support my mom Mm -hmm. and run the household. But that's not my reality. So Mm -hmm. I struggle with that. So it gets to a point where it's like, I never had to ask my father for nothing. Why am I asking a grown man or asking one of my children's fathers to do something? I feel like they should already know what to do. So Mm -hmm. I take on that I put that S on my chest and I do everything humanly possible to the point where I become depleted. So then, then it comes to a point where, again, this is where therapy has helped me in a major way, where I had to really sit back and think of my self-care. How can I get out of this state of depression and anxiety? Because depression and anxiety can look so many different ways. Like, you don't have to be sitting up crying all day. That's not, that's not necessarily depression. Now, that may look like depression for some, but that is not depression Absolutely. Um, for all. So mm-hmm. that's something, once I learned that and realized for myself, like, okay, yes, I am depressed. I am depleted. So what are some things that can assist what what are some things that can help me get out of this state of mind um but still be able to take care of my responsibilities so i say that teach like what do you what do you what would you tell our listeners what would you tell our listeners from your experience that can help them if they're struggling with the whole superwoman syndrome i and i i want to add struggling with with acknowledging depression and anxiety onto that question too, because um, me personally, you know, growing up in, you know, a Christian household, being a Christian, you know, it was very much conditioned that, oh, we didn't claim things like depression. We didn't claim things like anxiety. We have faith to keep, you know, to keep pushing. And as I've, you know, grown deeper in my relationship and in my spirituality, you know, there was a lot of things that I had to unlearn Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, you know, no, I think we, we take things way too far and out of context, especially when it comes to what we believe in, in our faith. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm a firm believer, especially now as an adult, that you cannot conquer something if you don't first confront it. Like if you were sick, right, and you needed help, okay. the only way the doctor can diagnose or 
help you with your situation is if you tell them what you're going through. Uh-huh. But as believers, if we're not claiming depression, oh, don't, don't you say you have anxiety, you don't have anxiety. Listen, I have to name that thing so I can then call it, you know, call it out, confront it, and then conquer it. You know what I mean? So I, I would personally speak to those who are, you know, believers and that, you know, for me, I had to unlearn that, that just me feeling it and ignoring it because I'm not supposed to claim it was actually doing more damage. Mm-hmm. It was doing more damage. Like I had to call that out. I had to acknowledge it. You know what I mean? And honestly, when I was, when I was in a period of depression, I didn't call it that. And it wasn't until years later that I look, you know, I would look back and mm-hmm. I was really depressed. Mm-hmm. I was really depressed. So when you say that depression doesn't look like, you know, the person wearing all black or, you know, crying in the corner, I'm telling you, it can very much so look like the person who thinks, oh, oh, she got it all together. She don't go through nothing. You know what I mean? And like, that is a lie. It is a lie because as much as I smiled, I was screaming on the inside and nobody knew. Nobody knew. And that's true. And most truly depressed people don't even recognize that they're depressed. You know what I'm saying? So it's usually someone who can't even tell you that they're depressed because they don't even recognize that they are depressed or that they are anxious. Um, And for me, I know I've struggled with both. I've also struggled with postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. I and with my second child, and it it it's a scary place to be, especially when you recognize it. And because I've been in therapy for some time now, a few years now, it's it definitely gave me the tools to mm-hmm. recognize when it's there, when it's when it's evident. Because people see me all the time. I actually just went through this this morning at church, you know, um, a lady at the church said to me, you know, you do not look like what you go through. Amen. <laughs> and I'm like, you better, you better sell somebody. Okay. You better tell somebody, you know what I'm saying? And, and that's not go- to go to say that when I go home at night, I'm, I'm literally up. My mind is wandering because I have a million and one things to do, a million mm-hmm. and one responsibilities, and all I have is me. Mm-hmm. But what therapy has taught me is little tips and tools when you are in this whole superwoman mindset. Mm-hmm. And that's when you have to focus on your self-care. Like, it always boils back down to your self-care. It goes mm-hmm. down to your boundaries that you place. And, it, and it's not boundaries in relationships, like we discussed in the last episode, it's more so boundaries within you and what mm-hmm. your limits, mm-hmm. like you need to understand what, what you're humanly capable to do and, and still use that. No, like we said in the last episode, yeah, mm-hmm. use that no statement. Like sometimes you just got to tell yourself, you know what? I'm depleted. I did this, this, and this, this week. And this is a conversation with self, not with no one else. Right. And, and being honest with yourself and saying, you know what, I just can't, I just don't got it in me. I really don't. Or looking at your schedule and saying, what can I, what can I eliminate today? Because I mm-hmm. just, I need to find a way to, to take care of me. But I can tell you, like, for a very long time, like, I, I struggled with that. For a very long time, I thought that 
if I laid down in the middle of the day that I was like failing, like I, you get, there's so many things that you can be doing right now. Get up. Like there was no way that I could allow myself to lay down in the middle of the day. And it was like, but there's so many other things to do. And that's, you know, those were the thoughts that were always going through my head. I struggled with that for a very, very long time, a very long time. And in my period of depression, like, like I said, I didn't know I was depressed in it. I thought I was, I thought I was going crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I was like, why? It was almost having like an out-of-body experience. Cause I was like, why am I feeling this way? Like I'm, I'm having these thoughts and, um, you know, things are swirling around in my mind. This is not how I, how I, I'm, I normally am. Mm-hmm. What is going on? And that was the discussion that I was having internally. And because I couldn't answer those questions, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't share with my spouse. I couldn't share with, you know, my mother or my sister, because I, I had no idea what was going on. You know what I mean? And, and because, you know, I don't claim depression or I don't claim anxiety. I, I never thought to call it those things. You know what I mean? But it's like, if you don't rightfully call something what it is, it's like, how can you then confront it and conquer it? Absolutely. So definitely it's a disservice, but you, but closed mouths don't get fed. Mm-hmm. So if you don't ask for help, how would anyone know that you need help? If you don't, you know, so that's the same as putting it out there that, you know what? Yes, I'm struggling right now. This is what I need. And this is, and I need help and all. And, and it's hard sometimes. I know for me, it's challenging to ask mm-hmm. anyone for help, but sometimes you get in a rock and a hard place and you have no other choice but to, but it gets challenging. And I can honestly say, I still struggle with this whole superwoman say, syndrome. Some people can't do it. Some people can't like bring themselves to ask for the help, you know, because I think it's like looked at as being weak. But on the flip side, it's, it's, it takes strength. It really does take strength to admit I need help, you know? That you need help. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And also, um, one of the things that tend to help me as well, and some months it, I do amazing in it. And then some other months I, I fall short. And this happens to be one of those months that I'm falling short on it. But one of the things that I do is I schedule self-care time. So mm-hmm. certain, and literally because I'm a calendar fool, I have to use it for work. I have to use it for everything my family has going on. Um, I literally had to schedule time just for me. And what that mm-hmm. time entailed, it could have been something just as simple as watching a, a, a movie, reading, mm-hmm. reading two or three chapters in a book. Mm-hmm. or journaling or just listening to music with no kids mm-hmm. no phone no social media but just taking that time for me and mm-hmm. I noticed when I was doing that and really taking that time to take care of me it, it gave me it gave me that extra boost to take on mm-hmm. everything that life had mm-hmm. and it was a sacrifice too because that time could have been going to something else mm-hmm. but I knew it was important because I was breaking mm-hmm. I, myself shaking and crying and and like how am I going to do this or I can't do this anymore mm-hmm. I knew it was important to make some changes and it was scary and I didn't know where to start but my therapist helped me with starting 
you know, jump starting that. And I kind of just customized it mm-hmm. for what I can, can do with my life. Mm-hmm. Um, again, being a single mom, it's just me. So I don't have, you know, I don't have a husband. I don't live with anyone else that I can say, you know what? I just need to leave for a minute. Mm-hmm. So I had to get creative mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. figure out ways where I can just have some designated Jocelyn time. Cause mm-hmm. it's, it's important. It, you have to, it's, or you will go crazy. You will lose your mind. And I think, I think if you sit back and you wait for it, it's not going to happen. Like it's you literally not. have to be so intentional about that carved out time. And like, I literally had to do that today. Like I literally had to say, I am going to make me a cup of coffee and I'm going to sit outside alone. Like I had to make an, an announcement to the whole family today. No one can come outside. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to finish this one cup of coffee mm-hmm. by myself, <laughs> by myself. And, you know, oh, because I have to, because mm-hmm. I have to, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's just like, you really have to be intentional, excuse me, intentional about it because it don't come easy. It really doesn't. Of the load, you know, of the load. And I it's just, my, like my upbringing was, you know, you and I both grew up with a mom and dad in the home. And, um, you know, though my dad was there um, physically, um, he wasn't always present, mm-hmm. you know, and there were, there were demons that, you know, he had to battle um, for a great part of our, you know, upbringing. And that led my mom, you know, she then had to, you know, take on multiple roles you know what I mean and then me being the oldest witnessing that I think that's where my conditioning came from mm-hmm. because you know when when he wasn't his best self you know she had to she had to do everything you mm-hmm. know what I mean and um I think being the oldest too plays a part in that because I saw I saw what she did and I immediately felt that it was my obligation you know to to pick up you know some of the load yeah um and then that's how that's how I think I've been, I've been conditioned. And it wasn't until probably my third year of marriage where, you know, God had to show me that, you know, you did these things because, you know, you had to do them before, but now you have, you have a husband who is there, who's present, who's active. Mm -hmm. And it took me three years of marriage to finally allow my husband to be like the man, like I mm-hmm. had, to, I had to learn that. I had to learn that. And it was, you know, it was a struggle. <laughs> it was a struggle because I was so used to me doing everything. You know what I mean? Like I've been working since I was 16, you know, paying my own bills on, you know, it was, it was just, I had to do me, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it took me three years of marriage to realize, okay, Tisha, you need to allow this man to be the man, like step back, fall back, release the reins. You know, you don't have to do all of this. You know what I mean? And, and that was, that was work that had to take place within, you know, within me. Absolutely. Within me. That's, so. And, and the, the thing is, I, my mom always told me as I, you know, grew up and dated and things like that. She said, you always got to allow a man to be a man. Especially in the dating period. She said, let them be a man because they're going to show you how they're going to be a husband. Mm-hmm. 
because you know your, your dating period is your interview period so right. it's like she's like you know but you gotta allow a man to be a man yeah you can do it but you ain't gotta always do it you gotta let him do it let him let him fill his role and that's something that's always resonated with me because mm-hmm. not only because I saw it at home but it's just what my mom always told me mm-hmm. so when I go into relationships I it's a gift and a curse because sometimes I I get I allow the man to be a man but then if they're not a man which is the roadblock I hit and they don't know what to do then I get resentful and then it's the stress and then now I'm doing it all over again I'm like so why am I with him if I'm gonna be doing it all anyway mm-hmm. you know which is mm-hmm. something I know a lot of women struggle with as well mm-hmm. because when you're you know we're Miss Independence mm-hmm. and and we, we grew up in that, that kind yes. of, you know, society, you know, independent woman, you know, so yes. that played a part as well. A huge role, mm-hmm. a huge role. So it's like, I could do it. I don't need nobody. I don't need no man. I don't need nothing. I could do it myself, mm-hmm. you know, but you could do it yourself, but are you compromising your mental health in the midst of it? Are you compromising your physical health in the midst of it? I'm telling you. Because I'm you could have back pains, all types mm-hmm. of stuff. Stomach queasy, can't barely eat, and you're mm-hmm. wondering, why, what is going on with me? Mm-hmm. Eating depressed. habits change, you depressed. going out. You depressed. Yeah. You mm-hmm. depressed. Why am I breaking out all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. Why am it? You depressed. So then you have to look at and be transparent with yourself and truly look at your load and look at what you got to do and say, listen, I got to start cutting some things off because for my mental health, it's, this is not going to work. And also too, if you got a job and you got some paid PTO, okay, let me tell you <laughs> something. I'm quick to take a self-care day these days. And it took me a long time. And I mean a long time. I'm talking about as recent as 2020. Mm-hmm. I started to be like, you know what? I always want to keep my time because I always use my time for my girls. Right. My daughters. If right. something happens with them, I always use my time. So I never used it for me. But I'm like, wait a minute. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to put a couple of those days to the side mm-hmm. for those self-care days because mm-hmm. it's it's necessary. I mean, I mean a self-care day with no suckers. I'm talking about them kids is in school mm-hmm. and don't nobody know you off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you yeah. in the in the in the HR, you in HR and your supervisor only know you off. You do, but, but like, be real, be real, because I've done that. Mm-hmm. I've done that, but you didn't feel a little bit guilty. Like I feel like just a little bit guilty. I, mean, I, I got over it, but I did feel like a little bit guilty. The first time I did it, I <laughs> did feel guilty, and it wasn't guilty because of the job or anything. I was more no. guilty, like. Oh my gosh, what if I'm gonna need this day for something with the, with my daughters? Because mm-hmm. my daughters always got something going on. They need to mm-hmm. sit down somewhere. Mm-hmm. But um, that was my guilt. I would feel. But after, please, after that first one, <laughs> you crazy. Oh my goodness, they be in after school. I mean, to the max. I be coming in here at six o'clock. <laughs> Like I worked all day long. Listen, now, I've I've done that plenty of times. Yes, I told yes. take myself to eat, come home, mm-hmm. take a mm-hmm. nap. What mm-hmm. the day goes so fast? I'm like, if I was at work, it would have been ten o'clock. Child, it would have been child. <laughs> it'd be two o'clock at home when you home. Please, like, if you was at work, it'd have been ten o'clock. Like, oh my gosh! But Listen. you need those days because, and and it refreshes you and it allows you to tackle. It's like it refuels you. 
it allows you to tackle what's next and you got to get creative so for me i don't have a babysitter all the time mm-hmm. so i have to take those self-care days because if i right. didn't nine right. times out of ten i won't have a day to myself mm-hmm. so i mean like the the concept of self-care is so simple I just don't understand why it's so hard for, for women, especially black women too, to really, you know, grasp that, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, on, or on any given day, like you cannot pour from an empty cup, yep. you know what I mean? And that, that concept is so simple, you know, theology, but we don't live it out often. You know what I mean? We, we're reluctant to take those self-care days or, you know, we're reluctant to call, you know, someone and ask for help. Um, but you can't, you can't pour from, a, from an empty cup. And at some point, you know, superwoman or, you know, what, I don't care what superhero, you can name anyone. I'm like, they need a break. <laughs> you, can't fight, you can't fight crime all day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like, I like to, you know, um, think of like Jesus and I'm like, you know, he, he, he had an allotted time, you know, here on this earth to take care of business, but he too was like, all right, I'm going to meet back up with y'all. I got to go. I got to go up in these mountains for a little bit and I'm going to hit y'all up later. You know what I mean? Like even he had to break away and spend time alone to refuel, re- refresh, regenerate, like all of that. I find that when we are running on empty, you, you do the ones around you a disservice because um, no patience. Nope. <laughs> Irritable. First of all, I'm only running on 35% on a good day with patience anyway. So when I'm on E, I'm so short. I got, you know, I'm, I'm snapping and then the whole energy, you know what I mean? is just, it's just, you know, jacked up. So to take that time to really reflect, release, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? Take a bath, like whatever you got to do, it's necessary. It Sometimes so necessary. all you, I know one time I took a self-care day and I had this whole plan of what I was going to do for the day. And what did Jocelyn do? Lay on that couch. I think I got up. <laughs> One, maybe twice to go use the bathroom and get a snack to go back to the couch. I just laid on the couch and it was nice to lay on the couch and I hear mommy, not hear this, not booking doctor's appointments, not going to just laying there. Yeah. Just laying there and being like away from just mentally, just mentally checking out to just regroup. Mm-hmm. And that's also a great place to spend time with God. I, I, I love those moments when you're just quiet. You ever just sit in your car? Because I do it all the time. Don't let me get, don't let me get to go somewhere without no kids in a mm-hmm. car. Come on. Mm-hmm. I'm in that car with nothing on. I don't even need the music on. Mm-hmm. Even though I could take full advantage and, you know, mm-hmm. with the music <laughs> that I don't usually listen around my children. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I need that time to sit in silence. Or go get something to eat. I'm proud of us because, you know, we normally record on Thursday nights, but, you know, we had a, we had a week this week, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And we recognize that on our day that we typically record, we both needed a mental, you know, break day. We needed a self-care day, yeah. you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm proud that we were able to recognize that and we implemented that. The show still goes on, but on that day, we had to pause. You know what I mean? We had to pause and say, 
no, we're going to, we're going to, you know, to be our best selves, mm-hmm. we're going to break today. You know what I mean? And like that next morning, you know, I still needed some release. So like I got up before the sun even, you know, got up and I got in my car and I just drove, like you said, like just being in your car alone. And I just drove up and down the, the main, you know, highway yeah. here and just watched the sunrise. I rolled all the windows down so that that fresh morning air can like, you know, that crisp air can just blow on me. I had no music on and I just, I, I needed that release. You know what I mean? And it's, you have to recognize it and you just have to be so intentional about taking that time for you, sis, because you can't, I mean, it's so simple. You cannot pour from an empty cup. And it's not selfish. It's not selfish. And once you can convince yourself that it's not selfish, because I think that's one of the hugest struggle for, mm-hmm. for women when it comes to self-care is that I'm being selfish. It's not all about me. When, when honestly, how can you be about anyone else unless you take care of you? Mm-hmm. And once you do that and recognize that it's not selfish, you'll start to really look at your life, look at your load and see if there's any way you can take some things off Mm -hmm. or there's any way you can create some type of support in in some way um, that's going to help you tackle the responsibilities because the responsibilities are not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, They're going to be there, but it's just the way you manage them to make sure that you take care of yourself. So it's truly a balance. It really is. It's a balance act. It really is. And to me, balance is remaining, like having some sense of, like, of calm and, and, and remaining centered in the midst of chaos. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because like you said, those things are going to always be happening around us. But you got to find your center. You know what I mean? You have to listen to that, to, to yourself. You have to listen to your body. You have, you have to listen to, you know, whatever that indicator is for you. Because mm-hmm. our, our body lets us know. Our body lets us know. And before, when I used to ignore, when my body said Tisha no more, I used to push past it. And then the next day, wake up with a migraine, can't move. I'm, I'm no good to nobody. Because now yeah. I'm under the covers in the, in the dark room. Mm-hmm. Can't make breakfast. Can't do nothing for nobody because I stretched past that point that my body said Tisha, that's it. You know? And plus, I'm getting older, child. <laughs> And I can't, I can't do everything. I can't be everything to everybody. Like, it's just simple. Like, yeah. I just can't, you know? And, and you know what else, too? One of the things my best friend taught me, she will cut, she will literally don't answer the phone. Mm-hmm. And I used to take it personal. But mm-hmm. after, you know, she set that boundary and we had a conversation, she's truly um, taught me how to to understand her better. So I'm like, okay, if she doesn't answer, but I, or she'll text me and say not today or something like that. Mm -hmm. That was indication to me. Like it ain't got nothing to do with me. She going through something when she ready, she'll talk to me, but she need a minute and I'm going to give her that. I'm not going to pressure. I'm not going to pry. I'm going to be bestie and wait for when she's ready. That's power. But but she does it so well. And I admire her for that. Shout out to my bestie. But, um, I admire her for that because she's really good at just like, you know what, it's not the day, I'm not doing it, it ain't going down. She won't even answer the phone call. But if I, I don't know if it's just because we're in tune with each other, she knows when she needs to tell me like, listen, mm-hmm. I just need a minute. Mm-hmm. 
even if it's just a quick text and I'll leave it as that, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's, that's important too, because you got to know, you got to know yourself and you got to know your limits. And yeah, that's, I was going to say being self-aware and, um, you know, we did touch on this last week. Like, it's not about nobody else. It's about, it's about you. You know what I mean? And you're no good to anybody if, if you're not, if you're not good, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so it's important. It's definitely important to, to take that time for self um, and to ask for help. Women, like ask for help. Um, you know, people of faith, like don't be afraid to say, you know, I'm going through this. You know what I mean? I, and I need help with this. And like therapy is not of the devil. Like, no, God put that here for a reason. That's another, you know, taboo, you know, thing that we have not only, um, in the faith, but also in the black community, in like the black community. Yeah. Yes. Like, no, no, those, those, um, things are here, you know, to help us, you know, to, to benefit us. And I think more and more, um, we need to normalize that. Normalize I think we're that. getting better at it though, to be yes. honest. Yes. I think in this time, in this day and time, we're getting better as a people when it comes to accepting that therapy is, um necessary that therapy exists um now there aren't a lot of african-american therapists which i i've seen there are not a lot of them mm-hmm. um it's it's some areas there are more i'm sure in atlanta there's probably a lot mm-hmm. um but there's not a lot of them so when you find one it's really hard to to get in with one because um mostly, you know, African-American people want to be with an African-American therapist because they can, you know, understand a little bit mm-hmm. uh, more and in, in from our perspective. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, I am such an advocate for therapy. I am such a, I'm such an advocate for therapy to the point where I wonder <laughs> if I went to school for the wrong thing because mm-hmm. I feel it's so necessary and you just thought, understanding and peeling back your why Mm -hmm. and i know we'll touch more on this topic in another episode we need to have a a therapist on seriously yes yes Mm -hmm. yes i have someone in mind too but um i think that we really need to talk about therapy like that is something we really need to dig into because i told you like i am i keep saying i'm gonna go Mm -hmm. and i never get to the point of actually making and scheduling that appointment. Like I've done it for other people. Mm -hmm. Ain't that something I've done it for other people, but you know, not that I'm reluctant. Cause I I think that I know that I would truly benefit from it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I have, I've yet to pick up the phone. I've yet to pick up the phone. I truly believe especially after the year we're having, Mm -hmm. I think everyone should have a therapist. Mm -hmm. I think the therapist should have a therapist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, We are, we are having one of the year's most unbelievable, devastating years, honestly, like from the, the grief and all the things with the pandemic and trauma. It's just so much going on and we all need help and we all, need each other in some way shape or form but i truly believe that of course you know as being a believer we got god we don't need therapy yeah yeah but okay yeah we do yeah we do need therapy yeah um we do need to peel back some stuff 
because a lot of stuff, a lot of decisions and things we make as adult really stems from a lot of things we experienced from childhood. And, Absolutely. And it gets uncomfortable. I'm going to be honest. So many times I was ready to curse my therapist out. Mm. But <laughs> girl, this is a whole episode because I'm so like, that's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of opening Pandora's box. Like, I am just like, oh my God. <laughs> but it's, it's important because once you do it, once you start, you're going to want to know more. No matter how drained you are, how many tears you may shed, because I know I done cried in almost every mm-hmm. session, um, you need it. You need it. So I'm not going to keep talking more about it because we want to save some of this nugget for, you know, when we have our therapy episode. But it's, it's important. I really think you should look into it. I will. I will. We all, like, it, like I said, it takes a village and we all need to continue to, you know, encourage each other, um, whether it's virtual or, you know, in person, call your people. You know what I mean? If, so, if you, if you haven't heard from somebody, you know what I mean? Don't immediately think that, you know, they acting funny because you never know, mm-hmm. you know, what that person is going through. So mm-hmm. um, I'm speaking to me, I'm speaking to you and to, you know, anybody else that's listening, like, you know, check on your people, like you said, especially this time, you know, 2020, like, it's been hard on everybody. It really has. It's been hard on everybody, so don't just assume that, you know, oh, they acting funny, I I ain't speak to her forever, or, you know, no, pick up the phone, text, you know, reach out, because, you know, it takes a village, it truly takes a village, and we need to, we need to, you know, love on each other, because, You just never know what someone is going through physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So, yeah. That's a fact. Superwoman. Superwoman syndrome. You know, we're going to get it. We're going to get it. (laughs) You know what I hear in my head, right? That little mo. Superwoman. You know, I don't be no, listen, I don't be no lyrics to nothing. But I'm hearing, um, I can be your superwoman. What's that? Uh, uh, what's her name? Vivian Green. Mm-hmm. Vivian Green. That's what I'm hearing. So, yeah, man. All right, then. That's it. That's all she wrote. Peace, love, love, and hear grease. I was going to say, and so, so. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in today. Be sure to tag the show, your guest sis post, using the handle at learn, grow, on, repeat, so that we can all remain fueled and empowered until we meet again right here, same time next week, and continue this journey of learning and growing on repeat. Peace. <laughs>